even if your spouse or your loved one isn't supportive right now, don't put that pressure on them. That's actually not their job. A lot of times like moms or people in business, they get energetically drained because they're giving their time to people that don't deserve it. Everybody wants to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. Welcome to the Boss Babe Podcast, the place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building a successful business, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. It's Danielle Canty here, co-founder, COO, and president of Boss Babe, and your host for this podcast episode. I was joined today by mommy millionaire herself, Kayla Kraft. And guess what? It's not going to surprise you that the key topics we spoke about were motherhood and money. So I know you guys are going to love this episode and a lot of you are going to relate. A lot of you are going to get all the tips or the tricks of how to juggle things because Kayla has not only is raising three beautiful children, but she's also built an incredible business. And you guys know if you've been following Boss Baby, you follow me on Instagram. I don't have children yet. And so I'm in complete admiration for any woman, man, who has a child and a business and learns to juggle it all. And so what I loved about this episode is that Kayla and I really got into the details around her mindset and what she does on a daily basis to really kind of find that balance between business and between family. And it was just a really fun episode. And I know that lots of you are going to get like tips and tricks from it, even down to like relate to it. For instance, Kayla actually shared about how her family doesn't conform to normal routines and they created their own, which worked for them. And I think there's a lot of society pressures nowadays, and it's really good to just try to take a step back and go, hey, what works for my family. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. And the boss babe quote that I chose to accompany this was, her success isn't proof you are losing. Her success is just proof that it's impossible because Kayla is truly remarkable. And I don't want anyone to listen to this episode and be like, oh my God, I should have done this or I should do that. I just want it to empower people and just allow them to think, okay, maybe I could juggle my routine a little bit more. Maybe I could do this. Maybe I do need to take more time out for myself being mother, you know, and just giving you a fresh perspective. So I'd love for you guys to share your takeaways. So please tag myself at Danielle Canty, tag at bossbabe.inc and tag kayla.craft and we would love to hear your takeaways. Now before we do dive in I just want to introduce a sponsor for this week's episode. This episode is brought to you by our membership community The Society. Now The Society is one of my favorite places and it's the place for female entrepreneurs to connect, build and grow. And inside the society, we provide you all the content and support that you need to build your businesses. So whether you're taking it from the startup to six figures or even beyond every single month, you will receive a new success kit from an expert in their field to help you along the way. You'll also have access to every single previous success kit that we've ever created in the time that we've been having the society, including how to grow your email list, how to get started with Facebook ads and pixels, or even how to reprogram your subconscious mind for success. And on top of all of that, you can definitely consider your fellow society babes as your accountability partners and business BFFs. We are here to inspire, support, and celebrate you every single step of the way. And you'll also get two live group coaching calls every single month, which are normally with yourself truly. And you'll always feel supported and get those questions answered. In fact, on our goal setting one, I actually start every single one with a meditation and everyone finds it super powerful. So all you need to do is visit bossbabe.com forward slash connect, build, grow. If the society sounds like a really good fit for you right now, I hope to see you in there. 
a boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise. Keep going and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Vision of success. Welcome, Kayla, to the Boss Babe podcast. I am so excited to have you on here. You're a self-made multimillionaire and a lifestyle entrepreneur. I know there's so many things that our audience are going to relate to and conversations and topics that we can discuss today. Yay, I am so excited. I've been looking forward to this for weeks. Amazing. So I want to start us, and I really love just starting these conversations, just taking it back to where it started, because now, like I said, you're a really successful lifestyle entrepreneur. But that wasn't always the case. So how did this journey first start for you? Yeah. So I started to become an entrepreneur when I was 23 years old. At that time, I was an ER nurse and I was a charge nurse. I had become a charge nurse by the time I was 21. So I like was always very ambitious and saw myself like, you know, being in charge and like making moves and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I saw my life at 23 and I was like, okay, next up is management. And I looked at the people in management and I was like, they're all like overweight, unhappy, and they don't even have any time to like enjoy the money that they're making anyway. And so I started to start like questioning everything around me. And at the same time, I was introduced to network marketing. It was to sell health and wellness supplements. And I was like, okay, I already drink protein shakes. I can sell this stuff. So I started selling it. And within six months, I had started to make six figures. And about three years later, I had become a millionaire in the company. And I was still working as a nurse, actually. And we can get into why I was working still as a nurse, making a lot of money. It was just an identity crisis, basically. So the reason why I was so passionate about having financial freedom and you know being in charge was because I was raised by a single mom who filed for bankruptcy when I was eight years old. And I remember breaking my arm when I was seven. And I knew we didn't have health insurance. And so I like remember looking down at the deformity in my arm. Clearly, I knew my arm was broken, but I said, mom, don't take me to the hospital. And I'll never forget the look in her eyes. She was just filled with shame. And that was the moment I was like, I will never have to look at my kids like this. And I'm going to help other moms never have to look at their kids the way my mom just looked at me. And that set me on a trajectory to be where I am today. But it all started in that little moment. So that's kind of a little bit about my story in a nutshell. Wow. That is so powerful about that story around the bankruptcy and like breaking your arm and, you know, your mother having that exchange. Like, because I feel like that points, you kind of have two choices in that into adulthood. You really allow it to fuel you or you actually like that bankruptcy to fuel you and to be like, no, this is not happening for me. Or it can transition for some into a pattern of always losing money. Have you been conscious of that and making sure that you make the choices of me and like, no, I'm not scared of losing money or I'm, how, how have you manage a money mindset around that? Oh, okay. So this is interesting because my first year in business when I was 23, I did lose $100,000. I went to go pay taxes and my husband was like, okay, where's the money you've made? And I was like, uh, I spent it. I didn't know you had to pay taxes, you know, because it was like a self, <laughs> like I had never been there before. And so that was the journey where um, then I read Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. 
I love that book. I've read that too. It's oh a really gosh. good one. Yeah, that one like really changed my whole mindset. Like before, I, there was no concept of a money mindset, right? It was just like, oh, money in, money out. You buy the things that you want and you do the things to make you happy with money. That's what I did. And and I always thought because I would grow up and see my mom really struggle with money and I'd see her fight with my stepdad and it was always about money. And so in my mind, I just thought, oh, the more money you have, the less problems you'll have, right? That's what I thought. I had always craved like having money. But until I read that book, I didn't realize that I needed to learn to make my money work for me. And that was really true wealth. And so everything started to shift when I became intentional around learning about money and knowing that it was like an energetic exchange and I needed to respect money and not use it. And yeah, I'm obsessed. I could talk about money all day long. (laughs) Well, we should definitely come back to that. I think one word that you just really said there, which I think is going to be a theme in your story, is being intentional and really just making the decision for change or the decision to think in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I want to just take you back to deciding to go down the route of a vocational degree or... yeah to do your nursing and being a nurse. And then at what point were you kind of like, okay, I'm interested in this network marketing and I'm interested in being a success there. Like why did you, you know, like you spoke about, you know, looking at other managers, et cetera, but what really was that push in the right direction? Because I know so many of our listeners, some are full entrepreneurs, some have careers, but also some are juggling a side hustle. They're, they're in that position that you were in. Whereas like, okay, now I'm ready for something new. I'm ready mm-hmm. for a little bit more, but like, where do I go for that? And how do I make both work? Mm. So for me, working as a nurse, I always just knew like because it was shift work. So I knew I could do whatever I wanted as long as I just picked up extra shifts. And so you always had to like put in more time in order to make more money. As I was building my network marketing business, I was getting paid on things I did like a while ago. And so I started to learn that concept of leverage and, Mm -hmm. you know, building sales teams. And so I loved how like... I would start seeing the network marketing paychecks become way bigger than my weekly paychecks with nursing and stuff. And I wasn't doing as much work because I was working 12-hour shifts and I was working about two hours a day on my network marketing business. So in you know comparison, it was like, okay, the less I work on my network marketing business, the more money I'm actually making. And so that really got my wheels spinning. And I was so scared to give up nursing though. Like I was so much of my identity. I knew when I was 14 years old that I wanted to be a nurse because I wanted to help people. And I knew that I would always have a job because there was a nursing shortage at the time. So I thought, okay, that's the stable career that I need to take. And nursing school was so hard. And I was like, I don't want to give it up. Like, yeah, I'm making money now, but what if something happens and the money goes away? And I just had like all these doubts around, you know, just the whole network marketing concept to begin with. Like I didn't really trust network marketing. And so it was my third year into network marketing and I was making about 750000 a year. And I was going into work at 4.30 a.m. to work at a surgery center at this time. And I would work from 4.30 to about 10 a.m. in the morning. And then I would get home and I would work my network marketing business. It was just like, why am I working for $40 an hour when I'm literally making $750,000 a year? Like, I don't need this job. Mm-hmm. And I started to question like, Kayla, why do you think you need this job? And it came down to well, it's what's safe to me. Like I've never known this life of it being up to me. Right. And I had always like waited for that paycheck from the boss, from the hospital. And if I gave that career up, then it would be all on me. And so what I found was the doubt was just actually in myself. Like, okay, could you really make this work for forever? 
And I started to journal about it and just pray about it. And then at the end of the day, about six months later, when I was about to give birth to my third, that was when I knew I was like, I'm not coming back. Mm -hmm. This is a done deal. Like I've done my time as a nurse. I'm so thankful for it. But like at the end of the day, network marketing could go away today. And because of the skills I've gained and the mindset work that I've done, there is no way that I will not be successful in my life. Like I know I could do anything. And so I left. It was literally the hardest thing I think that I've ever done in my life. And I think a lot of people listening in right now, like, you know, when you've only focused on one thing, like your career for so long, and then you decide, and you put in all this work and all this effort, all these certifications, all this money, and then you go, okay, that's actually not the path I'm going to go. Sometimes if you could feel like a failure, even though I was like making a lot of money, I kind of felt like I was failing, you know, that dream of mine, but I found something better. So I had to run with it and it's been the best thing I've ever done, you know? Yeah, completely. And I think when it comes to not only that you say giving up that identity sometimes that you really associate when you've had like a career before, but also I think there's this misconception around how a security of being an employee versus yes. being self-employed. And I actually think that can be really misplaced because, you know, you think sometimes, oh yeah, I'm relying on somebody else getting that paycheck, it's coming regularly, but there isn't much standing in the way between like potentially losing that job or being made redundant or whatever that looks like. I feel like whatever is right for you to be an employee or to be self-employed I'm not a pro cons versus that that's not what I'm trying to say but I think that it's just enlightening sometimes to realize that actually being self-employed can be just as secure as being employed or just as insecure as being employed which I think is quite an interesting concept Oh, 100%. And I think if people listening in right now, if you love helping somebody else and their mission come to life, then it's like, go all in on that. But also still have the mindset that if that opportunity were to go away, like there is always going to be a better thing out there for you. As long as you're constantly doing the work on yourself and becoming valuable more and more every single day, like with your skills, your knowledge and your character, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think sometimes employees will get stuck in that like, oh, I just need to show up. But it's like, no, in the background, like be doing the work to become the best employee then. So that way you are irreplaceable. Mm -hmm. I love that. So important and so true. And so we really like these interviews to be very, very action orientated so that people can really go away after listening to them and be like, okay, that's the next step that I'm going to do. So I would love for you to just to share a couple of pointers that people can look at when they're thinking about, okay, I'm in employed, but I also want to start a side hustle. What were some of the mindset moves or things that you looked into? Like, how did you research network marketing? How did you decide on a company that was going to be right for you? Like, what were some of the steps that you took, Kayla? Yeah, I didn't do any research. I just, (laughs) I didn't. So it's like, you know, I could tell you like what not to do. But I have to be honest, like the only reason I did network marketing was because my friend said she was making $8,000 a month. And I was like, what? You're selling shakes and making $8,000 a month? I want to do that. You know, so I was very uneducated when it came to network marketing and like the right company to choose. And But what I would say now is if you're in a day and age where like really anything is possible, network marketing, like it's all about the fact that there's zero risk for you. And 
there's zero hassle in setting up a business. And so if you like that and you like like simplicity and you're obsessed with sales, then network marketing is a great place for you to be, honestly. But if you're like, oh no, I want to set up a business. I want to create like all of these things and go and start your own business because mm-hmm. nobody's ever going to pay you as much as you'll pay yourself. I look back, I've sold over 500 million for the network marketing company I was with and I only got paid 6% on that 500 million. And so it's like you do a lot of work And I'm thankful I did that. But now like looking back, I'm like, hmm, you know, if I would have like known everything I know now, like I don't know if I would have done network marketing. I might have just went all in on like my own thing. Yeah, interesting. So I really want to just, you know, you've already mentioned um, during this interview so far that, you know, you've got three children. Uh, yes. Now, how do you <laughs> juggle it all? And how has family looked at but moving, you know, starting your own business or so let's say starting a network marketing, then moving on to your own business? Like what does that family unit look like for you guys? Yeah. So it looks very different than our neighbors. I'll tell you that. (laughs) And I like to share with people like this concept of non-negotiables. We just have these things that we are non-negotiable as a family that we do every single day together. So like every morning, we actually don't have dinner together as a family because our kids are all in sports. And so Mm -hmm. it's, even though they're young, they're like, they're just, they're like me and my husband, like they're just very driven. So they're in sports until nine o'clock at night and we're eating you know, salads in the car. Mm -hmm. We don't have a normal family life, but what we do do in the morning is like we spend time having breakfast together and then we try to play a board game before we go to bed at night Mm -hmm. just to have fun and not talk about anything. So that's non-negotiable. Our kids are very involved in what we do. So actually like in 2020, um, I'm going on a road tour, the, like doing like Mommy Millionaire Live pop-ups all over the country and in Canada. And my kids are coming with me and they're actually going to be speaking at each event. And they're nine, seven, and five. And um, they've seen me grow and evolve and build my businesses. And they have some really great insight. And so my best tip is like, instead of like thinking about how to be a mom and be a business owner, combine them. How can you combine them and make it work for you and make your own rules? I don't know anybody else that has the lifestyle that I have when it comes to like what we do with our kids, but our kids are seriously amazing. And I'm not just saying that because I'm their mom. (laughs) I hear it from other people. My kids are freaking awesome. They can have conversations with adults. They're just very, and they'll talk to you about like all their inventions that they've been thinking about making. Like they're just little entrepreneurs in the making I have it all because I've made it that way because I made my own rules. Now, if I was like putting the pressure on myself to go, oh, you know, we need to all have dinner and sit and be kumbaya by 5.30 every night, I would be setting myself up for failure every single day because it just doesn't work that way. You know, and my husband takes the kids to school and my husband picks them up from school because I have to do other Mm -hmm. things at home. Mm -hmm. I'm there taking them lunch and doing all of the like fun things that I don't know if I would have been able to do as a nurse. And that's so important is just realizing that, you know, just because society says something should look one way or be one way or have a routine, that's not always the case. And really just looking at your own life and going, hey, well, this does work for me or hey, this doesn't work for me. And therefore, this is our routine. It doesn't matter what, you know, Joe Bloggs is doing down the road. This is what we do. So I think that's really, really powerful. And I'm sure a lot of mums listening to this will be like, oh, actually, maybe I'll let go of having the need to do X, Y, and Z by a certain time on certain days. That's really important. And you mentioned your husband there. Has he always been supportive of you being so ambitious and driven in your career? (laughs) No, 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 no. So, okay, a funny story about us is we met when he was 17 and I was 19. 
Mm-hmm. And then we got married when I was 21 and he was 19. So wow. Yeah. We were like super young. We're babies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like I always tell my kids now, I'm like, if you wait to get married until you're 30, I'm going to buy you a Ferrari. So you just don't get married that young because it just makes everything like extremely hard because what I found now and like all the research I've done, I'm like, oh my gosh, our brains weren't even fully developed by the time we were 21, (laughs) but Mm. it's okay. Uh, But we've been married for 11 and a half years now. And when I started when I was 23, he was caught in a really weird situation because he worked for his dad and was a part of the family business. And it was always the plan that he would take over the family business. And the business was very successful. Well, when I started my own business, of course, everything starts to shift in the family because they started to get scared. Like, oh my gosh, Chase isn't going to take over the family business anymore. And that's, yeah, he's not, right? And there was a lot of just really weird dynamics. And because Chase was only 21 at the time, he still like wanted to like, you know, look out for his dad and like work for the family business. But I was like, Mm -hmm. dude, like I need you over here. We're going big. And (laughs) he did not see it that way. He was like, you're crazy. You're a nurse. We just had a baby. You're already making six figures. Why can't you be happy with that? And I was like, cause I'm not like, I want so much more. I see such a bigger life for us. Like, and I don't want to live in Bakersfield, which was where his family business was located. And so that was like my biggest driver was like, I want to live at the beach one day. Like I do not want to live here. And the beach was expensive, right? So I was like, I Mm -hmm. need to make more money. (laughs) And so it was just a lot of like, I didn't sign up for this. Like when we got married, Mm -hmm. you know, you didn't didn't want to be a business owner. Like, so what's happened is it was a really hard first five years, honestly, of going back and forth. Like we didn't even know if we were going to stay together because Mm -hmm. it was that hard. I mean, you know, we separated one time in between too, because it was just, I was not going to give up my dreams because he didn't understand. Mm. I think a lot of women struggle with this and a lot of women just give in to, you know, the spouses. And I was just like, listen, like, I don't need your support. I don't need you to like, tell me that I can do this. I just need you to not get in my way. Like I just don't be my roadblock. And so about five years into it, he finally, you know, moved out of the way (laughs) from being the roadblock and came alongside me. And we've been working together for a while now. I think it's been like three and a half years and it's a journey, but like, I'm so glad there's nobody else I'd rather like take the journey with. And he is like, you know, the yin and yang concept, like he's Mm -hmm totally my opposite. So he brings to the business something that I don't bring. You could probably tell I'm a little intense and like I can get super passionate and I'm very creative. And he's always like, okay, bring it down to earth. Let's focus on one thing. (laughs) And he's just a really good communicator. So I'm telling that story just because I think it inspires a lot of people to like not give up. Like even if your spouse or your loved one isn't supportive right now, like don't put that pressure on them to to be supportive. That's actually not their job. Their job is to love you, but they don't have to like come alongside you and help you build this idea that you have. Mm-hmm. You have to do that, right? The dream was given to you and so you need to help it come to fruition. And so instead of putting the pressure on somebody else, put the pressure on yourself and just make it happen and you'll be super surprised. Like you can do a lot without having support of your friends and family. 
Yeah, I really agree with that. And I think it's so powerful. And one thing I love about this podcast is that getting really to know people and the real behind the scenes, because you're so right. Like my husband and I have been together since I was 18. He was 21. Aww. We took like nine years to get married. Mine. We didn't get married as quick as you guys, but again, we were <laughs> together like so young and you do change a lot and it does take hard work. And there have been moments where I'm like, God, is this, is this really what we're doing? Are we suited of each other? Is this compatible? But right. <laughs> I think like when you just, you say it's, we're all on our journeys and we're really committed to each other but we have open conversations around what's working and what's not and you know just really allowing each other that space but ultimately he knows mine and my dreams and he's prepared to support me with that and likewise I'm prepared to support him for his dreams but I think just really opening the door and saying hey things aren't always rosy like we work hard at this relationship I think is really really important because a lot of people listening sometimes it's oh well their husband's doing that or their wife's doing this and you know we're all just individuals and again, just going back to the whole story you shared around with the children and just doing things a little bit differently with your routine. Same thing for me. It's all the same. It's just kind of knowing that nothing is perfect. The grass isn't green on the other side. I always like to say the grass is greener where you water it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just really powerful in all these messages, like wherever you put that energy is where things will thrive, whether that be relationships, children, business. And there is a balance between it all, in my opinion. Yes, I 100% agree. So we've spoken about, you know, how you became a nurse and you moved into like your entrepreneurial side and really have been like balancing that. Like, how do you keep your energy up like with the business, with the children? What are you doing that's really kind of allowing you to stay motivated every single day? Oh my gosh, this is so funny that you asked this question and it's totally like, I don't know if it's the law of attraction or which which universal <laughs> law it is, but... I'm actually in the process right now of formulating my own energy supplements because wow, yeah, I've had such a hard time with having a lot of energy and even mm-hmm. if like and then also sleeping too. Mm-hmm. And so I finally found the trick and I think it's number one is you have to take care of yourself. I do put myself first even before my husband and my kids. Like this Love weekend that. I'm going on a retreat, like a 3-day retreat where I put my phone away and I work with a med woman for three days mm-hmm. and it's just one-on-one and it's something that just helps me get grounded and just like that alone time to get with myself and I do that every three months to really wow. yeah. help Amazing. me stay in alignment and then I only eat paleo I take a lot of supplements, like I said. And I think another thing is, is I'm really freaking careful about who gets my energy. Mm. And so I have a lot of like safeguards that protect me. I don't even check my email. My executive assistant, she is the only one that actually knows my real email. And Mm -hmm. she sends me anything that I actually need to see. She does like everything. Like I just feel like I get safeguarded a lot, which helps me. And I think you have to have really good employees to help you protect your energy. So that way I could be in the creative and do the things that only I can do in my business. But I actually think a lot of times like moms or people in business, they get energetically drained because they're giving their time to people that don't deserve it. And that's what I found was making me so tired was I was like showing up for everybody and not showing up for myself. Mm-hmm. And I constantly still have that urge where like, oh my gosh, I just want to help everybody. But you know, my team's like, Kayla, like you can only help people that want to invest in themselves. Like you give out all this free advice and people don't take it when it's free. So mm-hmm. just chill and let us get your email. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that though. And do you know what's really powerful that a lot of people miss? sometimes is that 
you try and show up for everybody and like, oh, well, if I'm not, if I'm not doing this with somebody or X has asked me to do this, I don't want to let them down. So I want to do it. But when you're not showing up for yourself, you're therefore not really showing up to anyone as well as you could so I think like the foundation is you and I do think a lot of people really struggle with guilt around putting themselves forward first Mm -hmm. but when you do put yourself first it actually has like a positive ripple effect to everybody else in your life and like you taking that time to spend three days on your own some people like oh my goodness I could never leave my husband and children for three days like they wouldn't survive without me or they my husband wouldn't do x y and z but actually you being like no this is something that's really important because it allows me to restore my energy and then it allows you to then show up better for them for the next quarter, right? I mean, totally. And like, I see all these moms and I always say things that are unpopular opinions. So I'll just say it, but it's like, they just play martyr. So they're like, oh, you know, I don't have anybody to take my kids or, you know, and I can't ever get away. And then they're just like super snappy and they just like, they're not even really happy when they're with their kids. And I'm like, listen, that's a choice that you're making. Like right now, that's a choice you're making to live that way. So it's always a choice to live a different way because you know, I know for me, I will constantly, there's a neighbor that lives three doors down from me and I will text her and say, Hey, I'm free Saturday afternoon. If you need me to watch your kids, if you guys want to go on a date night and we will use each other and she'll say, yeah, you know, I'll bring the kids over. And then you better believe like I'll be texting her a week later and saying, Hey, can I drop my kids off for, you know, two hours? I need to go get my nails and my hair done. And she's like, sure. And because there's always a way. So like you can find a way to get what you want. And like you taking that two hours to go get your nails and hair done or whatever, even though it sounds silly, like it's a break and you come back so much happier to be with your kids. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of what you focus on. Right. So like if you're focused on, there's a way to put myself first, you will find the way. But if you're so focused on being like the martyr and just being like, oh, nobody's here to help me. I don't have anybody then that's all you're going to continue to find in your life. And then like, they say, if you like repurpose that question and say, how can I find somebody? How can I build a relationship yes. where I can have this energy exchange with someone? Like, how do I meet someone who has two kids and I can swap, you know, like you say, right. <laughs> on a weekend and do play dates? Like, you make it happen. I definitely, at Boss Way, that's what we're about. Like, we make things happen. And yeah. I genuinely feel like that. when you, it's not necessarily just about putting it out to the universe, but actually putting that intention out and then doing something with it is just incredibly powerful so that you can, like, say, make life play to the beat of the drum that you want it to, which I think is really powerful. One thing I want to just touch back on is something you said around like, having a team that protects you and having your own executive assistant look at your emails. Tell me how you've built that trust because I know so many people are going to listen to that going, oh my goodness, I so wish I had that. I wish I had the team that could do that. Like, you know, How can they might be asking themselves, how can they make this happen? So how did you make that happen? <laughs> okay. So honestly, like I am the perfect person to ask this question to because I've gone through a lot of employees and what I realized was that it wasn't the employees. It was me that was the problem. Mm. And it was because I wasn't setting them up for success. And so now I'm just super crystal clear. I recommend every single person read the book Traction and Rocket Fuel, right? Yes, read. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that's how our business is set up. And basically, like, it's very easy to find those people when you know exactly what role they're going to fill in your business. And plus, you're getting them excited about the bigger vision for your business. Because that's the thing is like a lot of people like, especially as assistants, if they feel like they're just like your little biatch or something like that. I don't know if I could say that on here. I but think you disguised it well. You're okay. Okay. <laughs> 
then nobody wants to do that. Like nobody wants that job. But if you're like, hey, like, and my assistant knows this, honestly, like she gets crazy about it. She's so protective of my time because she knows Mm. when you protect me, this company gets bigger. And when the company gets bigger, you actually will excel more in your career. There's going to be more opportunities for you. And there's also going to be more lives impacted when you protect me. And so, and especially like we just bring her alongside. Our live event was just a couple weeks ago and she left just crying because she was like, gosh, like I can't believe this is the impact that we're having on people. Like I'm just so happy to be a part of this company. Amazing. And every meeting that we do a team meeting every Monday – with the whole entire team. And we always started off with reviews that we get from our podcast or from testimonials that have been sent in from our membership group. And so that's really the core focus is is that you'll find employees that get excited about that are the right people to keep in place. And the ones that don't, and they're just trying to look for an opportunity, they'll eventually weed themselves out because they won't be able to be a part of that type of culture. You know what I mean? So we just make it very impact-driven. It's all about the lives that we're changing at Mommy Millionaire. And I think people get excited about that. When you make it about other people, everybody wants to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's your job as a boss is to make sure that they know that. You know? Yeah, 100%. You know, when we're working with our clients, always make sure everyone, if they have a company, they share what their vision is and their mission is and their values because that yeah. really is the foundation. You really, Richard Branson always says, you like hire on attitude. And yes. I really believe that you can teach most things. So, but yep. if someone doesn't have the right attitude for the business, if they don't have the passion, if they don't believe in you know where it's going, they're just ultimately not a, a fit. And we've started to get really protective over our culture. You know, it's something we like really safeguard. We have such an amazing work environment and team and it's always really important that we honor our team members by employing new people who fit in with that culture and who have the same values and everyone who joins our company we they have a a video training to watch or a pdf to read that really outlines you know these are the expectations of working with us and these are the core values of being at boss babe and you know we ask that you adhere to them or else this probably isn't a great fit and i think that's just exactly what you've touched on other people will weed themselves out if it's mm-hmm. not right but ultimately you need to be able to spot as well if it's not right. But I too agree. I love the books, um, Traction and Rocket Fuel and by Gina Wickman thereby. They were phenomenal. Really helped us shape our organization too. So thank you for sharing your insight into them as well. Yeah. That's so the season I'm in right now is this because it's like how many employees can we hire? <laughs> you know, like yeah. I think you get to that place. Like if you're making six figures, you can do it alone. But once you start getting into multiple seven figures, trying to go eight figures, which is where I am, it's like mm-hmm. it's all about the team. It's all about having the right people in place. And so it's really exciting. And we actually are hiring too. So for more people. So you guys can check out the application I love it. <laughs> on my website. They can use it like, cause I, I put it out there that I'm looking for a unicorn and every employee I'm hiring, I'm looking for a unicorn. It's not the basic, you know, like customer service person. I want somebody like that's so like that has glitter all over the place. <laughs> I love that. I actually really like that hiring unicorns. That's exactly what we do. And I think that's a very unapologetic way of saying it too, which I really like, you know, like this is what I'm looking for. It's not someone, it's someone unique and really stands out. And that's particularly really, really important in companies that are growing and scaling. So I love that. We're all looking for some unicorns. Yeah. And you know, what's so cool is like the last interview I did, somebody brought a unicorn pinata to me because she knows that's how I talk. And she was like, look, I saw this and I thought of you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like, yeah, you're hired. 
<laughs> I know. I love it. Well, listen, thank you so much, Kayla, for sharing so many amazing insights today with our listeners. Um, how can they find out a little bit more about you? Yeah. So I have a podcast called Mommy Millionaire and I give a lot of like mindset tips and I do also a lot of fun interviews over there. So I would love, love, love for everybody to check out the podcast. And I'm also on Instagram, C-A-Y-L-A dot C-R-A-F-T. And I hang out on there and just show my behind the scenes life and hopefully inspire a couple people to rock out their life. So I love it. Amazing. Well, thank you again. And Guys, if you have had so many takeaways from this episode, which I'm sure you will have done, please tag myself at Daddy tag Kayla at Kayla.craft and at bossbabe.ing, and we'd love to hear from you. If you loved this episode, please subscribe, download a few more, and please leave us a review. I really want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and I also want to know what you want to hear us talk about next. To say thanks for leaving us a review, we'll send you a copy of The Boss Babe 25. The Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. It covers everything from our favorite rituals, books, and hacks. If you want a copy, just leave us a review, screenshot it, and send to podcast at bossbabe.com. We will then email you a copy ASAP. And since we love Instagram, you can go to the hashtag The Boss Babe Podcast and find our latest post and leave a question in the comments. We love reading through the comments and we'll make sure to answer it on our next podcast. <laughs>